0: Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Sasha. And here's hoping this week my internet is kinder to us.
0: But I made myself go in a different like studio and not my office because Wi-Fi is whatever. So I hardwired myself and hopefully that helps. Okay, Siri.
1: Sorry, that was
0: no, that wasn't even Siri. That was me just opening
1: uh TikTok and like forgetting <laughs> that I had the volume on. So everyone just ignore everything that just happened <laughs> basically i wasn't ignoring you i was like doing the thing where you're going to close out of all of your apps because i'm yeah. like oh, i should shut down my phone um no i just opened tiktok in the process <laughs> of it so it's fine it's fine yeah no sasha and i are both talking and like this is just kind of like the nature of you know it's not even like full fall but it's like pre-fall it is just very busy right now mm-hmm. and um who I am, I am feeling it. I've been like, I hate doing this by the way. I hate doing this, but it's where I'm at right now is I've been counting the days down. So since last Thursday, I am on a, every day I have been in Lincoln and it ends, it ends on Wednesday. So the day after we record this is the last day. And that's not last day. I have to go to Lincoln. It's just the last consecutive in a row that I have to go. And, um, nothing that I'm going for is bad like I like what I'm doing it's just like it's just the process of getting there and driving and like all of the events and everything else going on it's just
0: I am tired yeah me too um yeah there's just a lot going on um in general and then Mm -hmm. like for me this week I've got Pinnacle Bank Championship Mm -hmm. this weekend and all of that and all that entails and so I'm just trying to get everything done before then so yeah
1: as we're sitting here i'm just remembering that i had two more meetings that came up on my calendar in the last uh couple of hours that i'm gonna write down before i inevitably forget and don't show up for them um (laughs) so yes it has been it's been busy i i have just like again it's nothing that i'm like it's not, nothing bad it's just mm-hmm. a lot going on and you know we're we're back into after the yearbook after hill versus yearbook which by the way by the way this is where my brain is at i even thought about this and then also forgot so part of the thing that i'm getting busy for is i'm getting ready to leave for 10 days to go to ireland now part mm-hmm. of that is my own doing part of that is on me i have made the choice to go to ireland early which is not i'm not complaining at all but there's just a lot of like things yeah. i do want to just point out Going to Ireland for Hail Varsity is being made possible by Union Bank and Trust, and it's important to note that. Like I'm sure you will hear reads and different things throughout different Hail Varsity podcasts, everything else. But I did just also want to throw that out there that, like, yes. that my my like ability to go to Ireland has been made possible because of Union Bank and Trust, and we're very thankful for that. So I just want to point that out before I lost my train of thought because that is where i'm at today is like if i don't write things down right now which is what i am doing before i forget i will just for i I just will not remember
0: yep same I.
1: I now need to write down that we need to look into our email inbox because if you've emailed us, it's not working. Like it just like has like vanished from the earth. Like, in fact, our inbox knew I was so stressed about opening it and we were going to do an episode where I was like, let's just read our emails. Um, no, it just doesn't exist anymore apparently, but you can still email it. We'll get reaccess to it. Um, if you hacked it, can you give us access back? I just think, um, I think outlook is being goofy today is really yeah. what I think. And that's fine. It's what day isn't goofy without an outlook microsoft whatever
0: some kind of outage or it doesn't work correctly or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah that's super like yeah i don't even want to get into that because i could probably just spend an entire episode talking about that (laughs) which Which is what everyone is here for (laughs) yeah
1: let's talk about our microsoft office (laughs) griefs like let's just go at it seriously though oh my gosh yeah. So you have Pinnacle Bank. How else? How, how else? What else is going on in your life?
0: Um, Just everything and anything possible. <laughs> um, It's, you know, it's not it's not even like a rain when it rains, it pours type of situation. It's just like it's that time of year where everybody's ramping up to get ready for, mm-hmm. you know, football, volleyball. Um, practices are happening and yes. then you've got press conferences and then, you know, you have to think about a bunch of other stuff and and how you want to approach it. So it's just like legitimately everything is happening at the same time this week. So it's just one of those weeks.
1: It really is. And in fact, as we're sitting here, I just remembered that a meeting that I have written down got canceled for tomorrow. So I should also cross that off <laughs> so that I don't show up for it because I will, you're all just experiencing me doing my like busy work right now on this podcast. It's fine. No, I like this day, the day that we are recording this, just to be clear, like I've already been to Lincoln in fact. Mm-hmm. So when I was saying that every day is like Lincoln day, um, I Nebraska volleyball kicked off practice. Um, we were are recording on a Tuesday. They, they, can start practicing 17 days prior to their first um, game. So that is what they are doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, so went down for that, which is great. Got an opportunity to talk to John Cook, um, which if you are not a Hill Varsity subscriber, you should be because our August issue has become the volleyball issue in years, uh, over the years. It just kind of has naturally become that. It's kind of like our pseudo like volleyball yeah. yearbook, if you will. Um, talk to John Cook for something for that. Also have finished my feature for that as well uh so exciting exciting stuff um but yeah it's been been a busy day but then i remember like as i'm sitting here like oh my gosh my life is so busy they practiced from 9 to 11 and that 9 to 11 actually went longer than 11 and they will be back from 3 to 6 so they're in like two two days they're in the heart of like getting themselves ready for the season so i really can't and should not complain or i can but i should also recognize (laughs) their flight
0: as well that's what I, I was thinking about as you were saying that I bet, I bet they're on two days right now. I only was thinking about that because my stepson is also doing two days and it's like mm-hmm. throwing that in there and then Mario having to go to the vet and all of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, trying to keep it's not nothing bad. He just like it's shot time, you know? Yeah, actually, we need to do that with Scout as well. And I keep forgetting. <laughs> this this podcast is going to be called the reminder episode. Yeah, reminder. If
1: you have anything that you have been putting off, make a to do list mm-hmm. and like go get those things checked mm-hmm. off. And in fact, like I just want to point out, this is really helpful for me because I often will not feel accomplished at the end of the day. Um, if you have something like just emailing somebody back, like all it is is just like, I need a reply to an email, mm-hmm. or it could be like, um, I don't know, just like things that you know that you're going to do. So like I know I need to purchase adapters for Ireland. Um, That is a super easy thing to do. I put it on my to-do list because even though like I know it's not going to be something that I really necessarily need to be reminded of, there's something about checking it off that makes me feel better. So build in when you make a to-do list, build in like easily checkable things because there's like psychology to that.
0: Yes, it's. I I think it's super important just like you Know not to plug meathead test kitchen again, mm-hmm. but um, do that it. we talk about that all the time just because every single win is a win, like big mm-hmm. or small. And sometimes, some days, just getting the to do list done is the win, like yeah,
1: even if it's like something super, super small, yeah, just like
0: throwing go for something it. in the mail or something, you know, yeah,
1: even if it's like just like I don't know, like it's, again, like those are just <laughs> those little things that you can check off, but. I do. I am glad that you brought up meat, t- meat Head Test Kitchen because you did bring up. We were talking separately, and I will be honest. I was like, kind of like my mental headspace. Like it took me a second to read what you mm-hmm. wrote and like understand what you're saying. And then the second you did, I was like, oh no, that makes sense. Um, I did before we like inevitably forget everything we were planning. Like, <laughs> do you want to share with everyone what you said to me because this was a conversation that you and Sadie, who are who is your Meat Head Test Kitchen co-host we're having late last week.
0: So we had just recorded an episode. We had a guest, so we had to do it on Saturday. Normally we record earlier in the week, but we were just kind of chatting afterwards. And I was sharing with her a conversation that had happened the night previous um, between a couple of people that were at my house. They happened to be two men, but the way in which that they were listening to each other when they normally would be arguing about what the other person was saying, because they were just listening to a different perspective and like actually taking it in and being like, Oh, okay. And like actually understanding and grasping, like if I had had that same conversation about what they were having, like talking about, it probably wouldn't have been met with the same ears. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're always talking about on this podcast. And I was like, dude, Maybe that's what Aaron and I should talk about next week. And I'm glad that I remembered to bring it up today just because the flip side of that too and what Sadie was saying was, well, think about this. like If a, if a man comes up to me and tries to explain something to me or is trying to convince me of something, I'm probably not going to listen to them with the same ears either. And I was like, you know what? That's a really good point because it's not always... like men need to talk to other men. Sometimes women need to share with other women like experiences and things like that.
1: Well, I mean, yes, because the thing that we have come to find, so actually like, this is a really good point because like we often challenge, yes, for the many men that listen to this podcast, we challenge you to talk to your friends, talk to your family members, talk to the men in your life that are going to hear you, respect you by hearing your voice. But The one thing that like I especially hear and like this is something that like I have to even kind of check myself on is how many times this conversation comes up a lot on TikTok is black women who are saying we have been trying to tell you things for a long time and you're not hearing it. Mm -hmm. And so women, especially white women, need to do a better job of listening and also do a better job of like hearing the realities that other people are facing because it can Mm -hmm. get really easy to honestly benefit which is kind of wild, but it can be yeah. it, it can be beneficial um depending on your you know where you are, like your privilege level to benefit from things without even realizing that you might be benefiting from Mm -hmm. misogyny or you might be benefiting from racism like it's it's so complicated because like i think sometimes again we've talked about this on this podcast before people when they hear this they these are words that like trigger things with people and you say like the word racism or you say misogyny or you say this and people are like i'm not sexist i'm not this and like oftentimes it's like i don't think anyone is actually implying that you are it's just a um it's a systemic thing it's just the world that we were raised in the thing Mm -hmm. like the way you know what we grew up around where we don't even sometimes realize the things that we feel think our reactions and so I you know as women we also need to be willing and able to talk to others and say hey hold on a second I need to share with you and have a conversation um because I just, I think it's, you know, it's really easy to kind of just go, well, men talk to each other, but like, we also need to be talking to one another and we also need to do a lot of listening, especially yeah. like as the world, you know, has like, has things happen that are not great, um, you hear people who are like, Hey, I've been saying this to you for a while. And you're mm-hmm. like, I didn't hear you say that. And it's like, that's not on them. They were saying it. You just weren't listening.
0: Yep. Or you weren't hearing it.
1: Or you weren't hearing
0: And that's, you know, when we're talking about when we bring up, you know, active listening and and those kinds of things, that's what we're talking about is like you could be sitting, having a conversation with somebody chatting and it could be a serious topic or it could be not. But if you are waiting and anticipating the next thing that you are going to say, either either as a rebuttal or to prove someone wrong, that's not listening. That's just waiting to speak. And that's different
1: yeah also side note for everyone who just watched my watch just told me good job like you're almost there (laughs) on my standing i am currently sitting very firmly sitting on my butt right now but all right cool um yeah i i mean i'm guilty of that too where it's like you get and i think there's like i do want to point out too i think sometimes there's a difference that like when you're excited and you're like Mm -hmm. excited to speak like don't feel bad about that if you're like i'm so excited to chime in because like i have something that i'm really excited to contribute like it's more or less like when you're not even willingly hearing what the other person is saying and then you're just like ready to like chime in with whatever is next and you know actually it's it's interesting that you brought all this up because I actually think this is really related to what else that I thought we could talk a little bit about today and that is Brittany Griner, and you know the one thing that I've really not enjoyed through this whole process is you know the just the overall lack of uh critical conversation critical discussion around this because um when I had tweeted recently, you know, I bring her home after her uh, after the sentencing or after the verdict came out for her. um, I had people who met me with like one person who was like, oh, so are you saying that every single person who's in jail right now on these type of drug charges should be released? And it's like, yeah, actually I am. Like, yeah. I, like, but here's the thing is like, I was watching some of the reactions and some of the comments back to me and I realized I'm like, these are not people who are looking to have a conversation with me. These are not people who are looking to hear me. Mm-hmm. They're not looking to understand this. This whole thing has become so politicized and opinions are like, well, if you didn't like it, you shouldn't have gone there. If you didn't like it, you shouldn't have this. But like people are just not willing to have a conversation and it like, That's what gets really hard because even when we talk about, like, hey, talk to people and, like, sincerely listen, it does get hard when you're, like, there's no conversation to be had here. Mm -hmm. Like, the other end of this is not interested in having a conversation. So, like, it's almost easier to just mute, block, and move on. Mm -hmm. But then they kind of have this, like, audacity to be, like, well, you're just ignoring it. You don't want to address it. It's, like, no, I just don't really want to talk to a brick wall today.
0: Mm -hmm. It it gets really – those conversations or – lack thereof are super frustrating because even if like you you know tiptoed your waters into that direction or toes tiptoed your waters tiptoed your wa- toes into those waters is <laughs> what I was trying to say um sometimes it's like sometimes they're your family members um and mm-hmm. that that can be pretty um I, I don't want to say toxic but uncomfortable it can mm-hmm. be pretty uncomfortable because you know, somebody will bring something up, but if you're not, it's almost like if you're not willing to, you know, have a battle with them or an argument with them about it, they, you know, like somehow you are like proving the point. it's like, well, when I have tried to have this conversation with you, you're not interested in an actual conversation. You just want to kind of like yell into the void at somebody.
1: Yeah. And so here's the thing for like, if you're somebody who is like currently like, for instance, like myself, I will say I have to give a lot of credit to when we're talking about Brittany Greiner's case specifically, I have to give a lot of credit to The Athletic for how it has handled the mm-hmm. coverage of this. So, for instance, I pulled up a Q&A. This is with a United States hostage policy expert. The Athletic spoke with Dr. Danny Gilbert, a Rosenwald fellow in the U.S. foreign policy and international security at the John Sloan Dickey Center for International Understanding at Dartmouth College. Long title, very prestigious individual. Um, But I just want to point out like The Athletic has done a great job of coverage on this because it's not just um, talking to other uh, athletes like Mm -hmm. in the WNBA, it's not just about doing different profiles on Brittany and the coverage of this case in general. Um, But like, so for anyone, like I'm I'm assuming most everyone listening knows, but if not, uh, Brittany Griner was found guilty for drug smuggling and possession charges in Russia in Russia, and has been sentenced to nine years in prison. But when I was reading this Q&A that The Athletic did with Dr. Gilbert, I do want to just read first and foremost this very first Q&A piece of it, this first question and answer piece of it. So the author, who is Richard Deich, asks, was there anything surprising about how the guilty plea played out for this? And this is what Dr. Gilbert said. We expected the Russian court to find her guilty and to give her a very long sentence. She was found with 0.7 grams of hash oil, and yet they charged her with international drug smuggling. Clearly not something that she was actually doing. It's really a political process, not a criminal one. There was a couple of slightly surprising moments made during the court case itself, which is that she had members from her Russian team testifying on her behalf. They were extremely brave to come out and to speak on her behalf and to, in essence, go against the Russian government and saying what they had to say about her character, about her devotion to her team, her teammates, to the Russian public and being a sports star over there. But as we can see, that's not something that the judge really took into consideration. That judge most certainly has a lot of repute in breathing down their neck to make sure that Brittany Griner got the guilty verdict in this incredibly long nine year sentence. And since then, we've seen a like, and this is now me for those who aren't watching this, um, This is my perspective on this is we are now also seeing similar situations where um, people who had um, similar amounts or more of a certain type of drug in their possession, given less time or given kind of the grace to be, um, you know, well, you made a mistake or Mm -hmm. whatever. But there's a lot to say. When you look at Brittany and you realize this is a black woman, a queer black woman living in Russia, who is a lightning rod on the political spectrum for them, where especially now more than ever, as Russia, you know, right after the invasion of Ukraine and just the way that it was presenting information to its own people Mm -hmm. and how you can't speak up you can't be you can't have a difference like we talk a lot about like difference of opinion but this is a country that truly does not have the allowance for difference of opinion and um so i think what's super frustrating is like when i read that and then i see some of the responses where i can tell the person on the other end is not interested in a conversation is like i wish i could send them this be like listen to this really smart person talk about why this happened Mm -hmm. and what is actually the situation here But the reality is, is if somebody has decided that the the side that they're on is that she, she made a mistake, which I don't think she would tell you that she didn't. But at the same time, it Mm -hmm. was like, if you, you're also taking into consideration that like it, regardless of your feelings on drugs or, you know, hash oil or whatever else, like it was such a small amount mm-hmm. and for that type of sentence you kind of no matter what like you kind of have to be able to think a little bit beyond that and go well that seems really strange right but like i think and i can't i wish i remember who tweeted it but it was a really like profound thing that i saw where they said something along the lines of like this oh i know who it was and now that i remember it, i'm gonna go find it it was mina kimes mm-hmm. um mina kimes was tweeting about this after um the verdict Came out and let me go find the tweet itself because I do want to give her credit for her words because it it did hit me really, really clearly. Let's see. She's like me, she probably tweets a lot, and then it's going to be hard. Um, okay, so not too much, but like here we go. Okay, let's see. Okay, so she quote tweeted. The ruling, the findings, and she said, this is awful, as are many of the replies. People's brains are so poisoned by the politi- politi- politization of this story that they have lost sight of the fact that this is a human human being whose future is in peril, heartbreaking all around. And I think that's what's so hard for me is like when we talk about like having conversations with each other, I think a lot of it is because we hope that 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 one on one or that conversation comes from a place of like you recognizing this person as a human being having a conversation with you. But as I've watched this also play out, it's also alarming to kind of discover how many people really don't care. Right. It does not matter to them that you are on the other end of this conversation. Like they, they don't care that you're human. Yeah, it doesn't matter to them, and they don't care that Britton Griner is human. And I've seen like people sharing, um, s- like, Facebook posts about like trying to compare like Vietnam Vietnam War like veterans to like what is going on and how she should be more appreciative. And it's like I don't know how we got here because these things are not they're not the same, and why no. are we trying to disrespect one person?
0: Um, it gets. It gets really frustrating and and, um, I feel like convoluted is a good word for it um, just because, as we know, it's so much easier to, one, spread misinformation than it is to spread factual information. And I think a lot of times what happens anymore, just literally living in America, is that everything is politicized um, and you'll have politicians that will weigh in on it. And then folks that are watching, you know, whatever you're watching, it's all skewed one way or the other. I mean, it can be more skewed than another place. But if you're, you know, and I think what ultimately ends up happening is then automatically as human beings, we feel like we have to pick a side. And in situations like this, you don't have to pick a side. You just have to be compassionate for another human being. Like, think about like, if this was not Brittany Griner was it was your I don't know your uncle or some family member or somebody who was close to you who was in the same predicament in a very precarious situation in a country that has started a war with another country for whatever their reasoning may be Mm -hmm. and now this individual is stuck in between all of that and is their status as an athlete you know the status of her background being a you know lgbtq plus ia and then also happening to be an nba WNBA player and on top of that also being a woman of color like all of those things in america if you think about every single individual aspect of that is a politicized thing in america and do you think russia doesn't know that
1: oh yeah and i mean like like and this is the part for like me critical thinking like i think back to oh gosh i'm just dropping all kinds of like trigger topics into this episode Um, but like I think about like for instance when um, Colin Kaepernick was kneeling and Mm -hmm. people were very upset and as it turns out his whole choice to kneel came from a United States military member Mm -hmm. having a conversation with colin kaepernick about how hey you sitting on the bench is actually a pretty disrespectful thing to do and so had a conversation about like what would be a respectful thing and colin kaepernick ultimately learned that when you are unable to stand or something you know there's kneeling is an appropriate thing to do within the united states military and so that is why he made that choice was based on that conversation he had with this other individual people don't care they it doesn't matter they've determined that it Is disrespecting the flag. They don't care about you know the reasoning. They don't care about how he got to his point. It doesn't. It does not matter. Mm -hmm. Um. So this is why I say why I brought that up is because Trevor Reed, who is a United States Marine Corps veteran who was also wrongly detained in Russia for three years before being released this past April in a prisoner swap, has been pressing the United States government to bring Brittany Griner home. He was talking about this at a rally in Houston recently. So, I mean, here is an individual who was speaking at Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee um, in Griner's hometown of Houston. He detailed the inhospitable conditions. I'm reading from Sports Illustrated, hmm. by the way. He spoke about the inhospitable conditions of the Russian prison in which he was detained for nine hundred and eighty five days. He said every day that you're in prison there, it's like you're waking up to a nightmare. Um he also spoke out on behalf of Paul Whelan, another American detained in Russia, but mm-hmm. said the challenges that Greiner faces are greater due to her race and sexual orientation as the country system systemically discriminates against people who are black or LGBTQ plus IA, IA plus. I think I, I switched on. Yeah. Sorry.
0: I did. Um, <laughs> My apologies. There
1: is- no justice in russia he said which was this this was then shared with cnn britney and paul will not receive justice in russia they're not going to receive a fair trial they will not receive a fair investigation they will not be there as hostages hostages they will be there as hostages excuse me until the united states gets them out so this is an individual where i wish i could then like go share this with people right. and be like listen to him this is a United States military veteran who has been in a the situation that these two individuals, both yeah. Brittany and Paul are in now. But he even recognizes how much harsher this is going to be for Brittany because of who she is. And that's not to say he isn't. By the way, not in anywhere implying in this that like he did not matter. That Paul, the other detained the other individual being detained, that he does not matter. That is not right. what he is saying. He is just acknowledging the fact that she is up against a more difficult road because of who she is. And I think, you know, when we have, when we ask people to just have conversations with each other, it's, I think what we're asking more than anything is to see people and to hear them. And it's so frustrating. I know if you are somebody who's like, I'm trying to have those conversations and the person on the other end isn't willing to listen to you. Um, and in those cases, sometimes you have to cut your losses and say, I'm not going to get anywhere here, but I'm going to need to go on to the next person that maybe I can make a difference for. Um, because, like, for me, in this case of Brittany Greiner, I thankfully haven't run into anyone I personally know that, like, has, you know, felt the way that I have seen on some social media. But it's like, if I sincerely felt like I had somebody who came to me and said, hey, I don't quite understand. Like, yeah. why are we so upset? Like, I would be happy to sit down and have that conversation. I just have not run into that person mm-hmm. on social media. So then you're like, what's the point in wasting my breath if I'm just going to ultimately end up just being shut down by this person because they're not interested in listening
0: right and then you know there I think that there is some frustration that comes along with that too because it's like these are things that we care about and things that we you know I mean honestly I think everybody should care about other people but like you know um, <laughs> um. but so it like gets frustrating and then you know I feel like I always have this existential crisis of like I want to open myself up to have this conversation by posting this that or the other thing to bring awareness but I mean I guess you could just ignore it I just don't know what the line is sometimes for myself and so that's yeah. why I feel like it's difficult like yes, I want to have these conversations and I want to raise awareness. I'm going to post whatever the hell I want to post. <laughs> but then when, you know, people come at you and are like, just almost like want to attack you for feeling that way or caring about this, that or the other thing, it gets kind of difficult. And so sometimes I, I just don't know for my own personal self, like what, where I'm willing to go and, and you know, on what platform I'm willing to go, you know, at it, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and I appreciate Richard from The Athletic asking this question because I think it fits into what you're saying and then to kind of what I was saying as well as he asked of – Dr. Gilbert, he said, one of the most frustrating things for me when I've read commentary, particularly on social media, is the idea that Greiner deserves her fate. Russia is a massively bad actor on the world stage. This is not for argument. They have certainly trumped up political charges before, and that is not for for dispute. So maybe Greiner brought cannabis oil into the country, but maybe she also did not. I see many people taking what the Russians are saying as pro forma truth. He basically said, how do you see it? And Dr. Gilbert said, I am right there with you. Vladimir Putin is in, is currently engaged in completely unjust, totally horrifying war in Ukraine. This is not an intentional actor that we should be that this is not an international actor that we should be taking seriously. He has shown that he has a very high priority of creating division among the American domestic public. This is all something that he wants. He wants this kind of confusion. He wants this debate. The fact that the public has responded sometimes in the way that is also not surprising to me. In some of my research, I look at public opinion on hostage recovery efforts. One of the things that comes up time and time again is that when the American public believes that an individual hostage is responsible for putting themselves into danger, then those members of the public are unlikely to support the government's efforts to bring them home. So a lot of people look at Brittany Griner and they say, well, she was carrying drugs. The willingness to blame her is directly connected to the opposition to any efforts that the White House would make to bring her and Paul Whelan home. So how the public feels about the deservingness of an individual hostage is a really good predicate predictor, excuse me, of how the public responds to these cases. And so mm-hmm. it's really interesting that she points out that like people have just seen, well, she is responsible because she had this. If she didn't want to, she shouldn't have had it. So therefore she's to blame. And I think, you know, that's kind of a part of it is like, this is what is wanted. They're wanting us to disagree on this and to yeah. uh, be, like not come to a conclusion together on this and that's I think probably one of the more sad parts and like yeah
0: yeah it's uh it's I I I know that the people that listen to this podcast probably will go search out those articles that you mentioned and read for themselves the
1: athletic Sports Illustrated, just if you Google Brittany Griner right now, like we have talked Mm -hmm. about on this podcast before, there's more coverage than there ever has been. So that's great. Um, So there's there's no, you're not at want for coverage. It's Mm -hmm. important to go read everything. But I do, I have found that The Athletic in particular has done a very nice job keeping on top of this. Yeah.
0: I'm going to go share those because one, I want to read them in full. But yeah, I just... It. I understand that, like divisionally, uh, especially here in the United States, like it can be hard when it comes to. Honestly, Brittany Griner's situation is only political because one person made it political, mm-hmm. and they wanted it to be that way. Um, and honestly, if you if you look at social media or even try to have this conversation, sometimes with people you know, you can see that it's working. So, like critical thinking and doing some research for yourselves is super important. Um, Even if it's not to have a conversation, but just to keep yourself completely educated on the things that are actually going on around us. And I won't read
1: from this, but I would encourage you to also go Google this. It's actually of all places in Harper bazaar by Jackie Powell. The article is titled how the WNBA could have saved Brittany Griner. The subhead is Russia tends to offer United States women basketball players, big money, but Putin doesn't play by the rules. Um, which is incredibly true. We've talked about this on this podcast before that the WNBA forces, um, not directly, but like by not paying their players Mm -hmm. enough, um, these, these women are being forced to have to go play overseas. And one of those places is Russia. And um, it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous thing. And so I appreciate Harper Bazaar taking this, this topic on and Mm -hmm. diving into it. Um, You know, I think when we've talked about this before, there's always, you know, there's always people who, you know, and it's I'm, I'm expecting a comment or two of somebody who's like, you're, you know, they're going to they're going to say exactly everything that we've just mm-hmm. kind of spent the last 30 minutes trying to say, like, we need to have a conversation about um, but I think, like, I, I don't even want to ask you to be, like, if you are somebody who's critical of this conversation, I'm not even here to ask you to try to agree with us. I just want you to stop and think about the humanity aspect of it for a second. Like, yep. taking all other things away, just having the humanity to say, like, this is a situation that is much bigger and deeper than maybe Mm -hmm. I even understand this is somebody's wife this is somebody's daughter this is somebody's friend this is somebody's teammate and there are a lot of people concerned but like it's not just about her like we said it's also about Paul Whelan and his family and what they're thinking and any future person who finds themselves in this exact scenario like this is not a this is not a just about it, it is about Britney but it's also about much more than Britney and I think you know I think that's kind of where we sometimes get lost is we look at the one individual and go, well, that's it. But we don't see the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. It's like, I I think of how many times to bring him, his name back up, but how many times people got lost on the bigger picture of what Colin Kaepernick was talking about because they didn't like Colin Kaepernick. Right. And so they hyper-focused on him without realizing that like, maybe, maybe there's, maybe I don't like him, but maybe I can get my head wrapped around something about him something that he stands for that like I do resonate with as well
0: right I'm not
1: saying that that's the case but I'm just I think sometimes you kind of have to like just look at the humanity piece of it and if you can't get yourself there then that is unfortunately like I said a, a, probably a line in the sand where this conversation won't go any further because I like I said I am asking that that humanity aspect and if you're like I'm not going to see that I'm not going to go there. Well, then, unfortunately, our conversation can't get any further. We're kind of at an impasse at that point. And if that's the case, like, I, you know, I wish you well.
0: Yeah, but there's, I mean, it's not a conversation and then there's nothing else to discuss. (laughs) Like, that's, that's just the way it
1: is. It's just the way it is. Yeah, I, it's been a, it's been a, it's it's been a bummer to kind of just watch things and kind of feel... Yeah. Like, I wish I could have, I don't know, like, I hate that, like, sometimes, like you said, I don't care what I tweet or share or whatever. It doesn't matter to me. But like, it kind of makes me sad because I think a lot about, I think a lot about like, you know, when people come into my mentions and they say the things that they did, like in response to my tweet about Brittany Griner. I'm like, you know, you're probably getting muted or mm-hmm. removed from my space. And I'm My, Your limit in your interaction with me is very limited. Brittany is certainly never going to see any of the things that you have to say. But there are people in your lives that are going to see the things that you have said. And they're now going to know how you feel about things or how you're going to react to things in a moment. And that's going to affect them. Mm -hmm. It may not affect me. It may not affect some, you know, I think a little bit of what the internet has done to people is they feel like I can say things to people without really any repercussion. But what you don't realize is your repercussion may not actually come from the person that you are responding to. It's going to come, it's going to come from the people that you know that have witnessed how you've reacted in that way. And now you get to answer for that. And you know what? The part is, is you may never even know. Because they may just go chalk that up as they're never going to understand me. And now you've lost that relationship without ever having any idea.
0: Yep. Um, you know, I, I think I shared on this podcast the, uh, probably around this time last year. I didn't even really, you know, let this person know why. But I didn't also didn't think it was my duty to do that. This is how, pe- you know, people, you know, have grown apart from you in your life or you've just separated paths. How you lose friendships sometimes it's how you distance yourself from relatives and honestly at the end of the day if you wonder why and it's happening to you frequently maybe it's time to sit back and have a little bit of self-inflection in a chat with yourself
1: mm-hmm. i mean if yeah i just oh it just i look forward I look forward to a day where like, and I just you know, at the same time, I'm like, you know, we'll probably never quite be there ever, ever. Like, I'm not even sure that we ever have been there. Like, yeah. here's the part, kind of bring this awful circle. I was just about to make that comment where you're like, oh, I just hope that we can get back to a day. There are people like black women who will tell you we've never been at a place where we've had some of these conversations because people aren't listening to us anyway, when we talk about these things. And so I think there's a point of privilege of me saying like, Oh, to get back to the days where like, we didn't have to think about these things. is like a point of privilege where I'm Mm. like talking about a point where it was very easy and comfortable for me because we weren't having to have these tougher conversations. And, um, you know, that's just not reality. So yeah, exactly. So I guess like, as we get ready to head into another, you know, s- new seasons of sports, like I know for many of you, um, high school sports seasons have kicked off. Um, I know collegiately a lot of seasons have started to kick off and is like we start to get into this year things, you know, stories are going to continue and I, I encourage you not to lose sight. Of stories as we get busy. You know, obviously, you need to protect your own mental health and do the things that you love and matter to you. But like, try to have conversations with people when you're able, knowing that like some people are just not going to listen. But like Sasha and Sadie from Meathead Test Kitchen brought up, you know, men talking to men, but also women talk to other women, listen to each Mm -hmm. other, challenge each other, try to seek out that humanity. It's not going to work for everyone, but you never know who you might touch by just. Taking taking a chance to yeah. reach out,
0: yeah, a thousand percent.
1: Oh, Sasha, I'm tired. I just I didn't even know, like, I any... am exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I don't know what to tell you about uh, golf and Pinnacle Bank Championship with how hot it's going to be. But I will give you one piece of advice, and this is advice for everyone on this call. I am in half marathon training. I went running this past Sunday. It was very hot. It was very humid. I did not drink enough water, but even enough water probably wouldn't have been enough. I probably should have gotten some Gatorade or some Powerade or something with some electrolytes. Pedialyte doesn't matter. Um, I had the worst migraine of my life by that evening. It was entirely dehydration based. My whoop was screaming at me that night because it could tell how like bad it was so Mm -hmm. anybody if you're spending any time outside please hydrate
0: yeah i went golfing on sunday actually and then um the sunday prior though i did go out and run but it was like literally at the hottest point of the day it was at 5 p.m and that was a mistake and i knew it immediately so Make yeah. sure that you take care of yourselves and that you hydrate and you have the snacks and um, the snacks. If, if you have the opportunity and are running and are training for half marathon, like Aaron and I both are, try if you can to do it in the morning or at Me least too. not in the dead heat of the day. I will say at the
1: time that we were recording this, I was debating if I wanted to go out and run right now. I either will go to my treadmill or I will wait till a little mm-hmm. bit later because I have learned my lesson. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: I went this morning good early
1: for i wish i would have but i was on my way to lincoln yeah <laughs> for <five. All> right. <laughs>
0: anyway.
1: well as always we appreciate you listening um feel free to send us an email at mind your own podcast at hill our, at hill here's the deal uh i'll figure out what's going on with that inbox so if you've emailed us we'll eventually respond to it but uh you know is Mer- mercury in retrograde sometimes like communication gets kind of wonky when it is um i saw something on tiktok about a portal opening yesterday so like oh who knows? Anyway, let me um, know where that is. Keep me posted, but yeah, email us mind your own podcast at You can also tweet at us at Aaron Sorensen at Sasha 72. We will be back next week. Um, we will be, uh, I, I we will figure it out at some point Sasha and I will be recording while I am in Dublin. It'll be the time difference episode of a lifetime. So, um, <laughs> just thank you for tuning in. Yes. We'll be back next week with even more. Thank you to union bank in trust for making it possible to go to Ireland for Hill Mercy. And yeah, everyone go get some rest and drink some
0: water. Please do. Bye. A Huda Media Production.